Blog Talk Radio. Archangels, ghosts, and Bigfoot, oh my. It's just another night for supernatural girls. Real stories, real answers to life's biggest supernatural mysteries. And now, for another exciting interview with paranormal experts from this world and others. Here's your host, paranormal researcher Patricia Baker, on the one, the only, Supernatural Girls. Welcome, everyone, to another exciting episode of Supernatural Girls Radio. I'm your host, Patricia Baker. I am here with my co-host, Patricia Kirkman, PK. How's it going there in hot Tucson? Oh, you know what? I just figured I've got my own sauna. All I have to do is walk out the front door, and it's just dripping wet in a matter of minutes. I know. What a good... Detox, huh? Oh, God. (laughs) That's right. And we have the opposite here. It's sagging. Yeah. Why why can't we put the two of it together? Wouldn't that be nice? I know. You could have some of our rain. We could have some Mm -hmm. of your dry weather. Uh, It has been raining nonstop here. And as I was just saying, the roads are getting flooded over, and it's I've never seen so much rain all at one time. East Coast. Yeah, East Coast has really been getting it, I noticed. We're getting it. We're getting it good. I know. It's time to build that ark. Oh, my. Well, well we've got a great show tonight, do we not? Oh, that's, we certainly do. Not a doubt about yes. that one. This is going to yes, be very titillating for everyone to check this one out. I know, because we have so many people in our audience that love to know about shamanic procedures, mm-hmm. rituals, ceremonies, and our guest tonight, Erica Buenaflor, is going to tell us all about the Mesoamerican side of this, which is incredible. I mean, there's so much to all of this. There's a lot of different aspects of these rituals, and Erica herself is a curandera. I hope I'm saying that right. I bet she says it much prettier <laughs> than me. But anyway, she, is, she has studied in Mexico, Peru, and Los Angeles, and where she is right now. But we're going to bring her on in a few minutes. And But first, of course, we've got to check in with you, PK, about the numbers. What's happening? Well, before I even touch on the numbers, I want to remind everybody that tomorrow we're having a blood moon, which will be the longest total lunar eclipse in the century. So that will be, it'll be an hour and 45 minutes long. So oh, pay attention, folks. Guys. That's tomorrow, definitely. But also, what are the metaphys- metaphysical hmm? implications of that? Okay. Well, the let's blood. put it this way. What does way. that mean? It just means that it's going to be beautiful to see. It has a great impact on it. The color is going to be a real deep red or a reddish brown, and instead uh-huh. of going completely dark, it, it, we're going to be able to see it this time. But it just you know, the little shorter things ongoing. But what I'm getting more than anything else is the lunar eclipse is going to be fabulous to look at, but Mercury retrograde starts tomorrow, too. Ah, and that, not again. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> and that's why we're having all these problems with communications and electronics. 
And remember, we go into it, we tiptoe into it. So even though it starts tomorrow, we've been dangling in some of this stuff for ages. Well, for the last week and a half at least. But what is taking place is everybody, don't make your major plans. If you have, if you're born with Mercury retrograde, then you're okay. You can do things that others can't do. But for the rest of us, the retrograde just knocks our socks off. So what's happening here, anything to do with communications is going to be a problem. Anything to do with travel will find to be a problem. Contractual issues, anything to do with uh, a uh, paperwork, make sure you double-check everything because nothing is going to seem right. You'll get it fixed. You'll think it's correct next. You know it's wrong. It's just the retrograde is going to bite us all in the back side where we sit. No question oh, no. about now, that. Now, when is it over? <laughs> it's one of the longer ones. It'll be about the 18th or the 26th. I forget which. Get out not, of town. Oh, my God. No, seriously. It it's starts like a, July 26th, and it, it, oh. act, it actually ends August 19th. Well, that's that's oh. way too long, but we're just going to have to buckle oh, up yes. and just hold on. But making any plans are going to be problem travel will be a major problem things to do with not only computers but automobiles because we forget cars now are full of uh, electronics the that's right uh gosh there's just nothing nice to say about it except if you were born in a restaurant <laughs> those are the only ones that get skated by but then they get it the rest of the time so i'd rather do oh, it this okay. way yeah, I know. I'm with you. So don't buy a car during this time. Don't buy any new oh, electronics God. during this time. No. no. About okay. a week or two before the retrograde starts, you, we've started to see problems. Anything to do with electronics or finishing up tasks. Many of these things are going to have to be redone, reevaluated. And we need to have a backup plan because don't expect things to go smoothly because they won't. And people are going to get very uptight, angry, a lot of miscommunications. And, of course, some people are going to blame the retrograde. Others are going to take a look at you and blame you. You know, you can't mm-hmm. get away from That's it. Right. It's just going to be those fun times. But take a moment to reflect. <laughs> Think back about the retrograde, what can be an excellent time if you step back, analyze, and refrain from making any drastic changes during the retrograde. Don't buy anything. My God. It'll end up having to be returned yeah. or repaired. And also, if anything breaks down electronics during this period of time, put it on the shelf. The odds are when retrograde's over, it'll work again. Okay. There you have it. Wow. That's the way well, it good is. advice. Hey. We're going mm-hmm. to just follow what you say. Follow your lead here. So it, I'm just going to tell everybody. Other little tidbit, I was just going to say, what other little tidbit is today is a seven-day number-wise, and seven deals with teaching and learning. And what better show to have than this lovely young lady that's going to be working with us tonight, because Erica will be able to teach a lot of us a lot of things. Oh, great. Well, our minds are wide open, as always, to suck in this great knowledge, and I know it's great knowledge because the book is excellent. So we're going to be talking to Erica in just a couple minutes. And now, I just want to refer everybody, too, to the Facebook page for Supernatural Girls because there are two film trailers on there. One is for a tel- new television series. Did you get a chance to see those, PK? They look great. They do look very interesting. 
we're getting so many yeah, new things put together. It's like, wow, every day is a little something new. Gonna be a great. little more. And this this mm-hmm. Project Blue Book television series, the, the trailer, like I said, it's on our Facebook page. Go take a look, everybody. It looks excellent. And it's going to air on the History Channel, I guess, sometime this December. I hate to wait that long for it because it looks that good. So mm-hmm. I'm all excited about that. I know everybody is going to be excited once they see that trailer. And, again, the name is Project Blue Book. It's on the History Channel. But it's on our Facebook page right now. If you want to take a look at it, that's where you can find it easily. And there's another movie coming out with Gillian Anderson from The X-Files, and it's mm-hmm. named UFO. I'm so surprised to see her in something other than The X-Files that has the same theme to it. Well, it's time. There she is. That's right. There she is. I think. Yeah, and I saw a lot of people were complaining, saying, "Oh, she doesn't want to be on the X Files anymore," but she goes out and does another UFO movie. But that's okay. She gets to be working. You know, it's important to work. <laughs> yeah. And who knows why she doesn't want to be on the X Files anymore? Yeah. Who knows? Well, but maybe she'll else. change. Don't we like change? Yeah, we like changes, but yeah. once in a while. Can't change it up. You got to. Change it up, challenge yourself, I guess, as an actor. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, that's, uh, that trailer is also on our Facebook page. So, please go take a look and make sure you follow us there, as well as on Twitter. And if you go to our website, you can join up with our newsletter, The Fringe Files, and it's supernaturalgirlswithaz.com. Mm-hmm. And if you want a private numerology reading, Go see PatriciaKirkman.com, and you can schedule a reading with her there. She'll tell you what's coming up, what to look forward to, what to avoid, all the potholes and pitfalls Mm -hmm. along the way. Very valuable information. And if you want any dream support, you know where to find me on SupernaturalGirls.com. Just send me an email, and I'll help you set up a dream group or do one-on-one, whatever you'd like to do to explore the dream reality. As a dream therapist, as you know, for over 20 years, got a lot of and experience an with one it as well. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. And so Very I good. still love to do it. Love to help people with dreams. So thank you, PK. <laughs> so, anyways, let's get to our amazing, and I do mean amazing guest because she's quite mm-hmm. accomplished at a number of things. But we have here with us Erica Buenaflor, and she has a master's degree in religious studies with a focus on Mesoamerican shamanism from the University of California at Riverside. She's a practicing curandera for over 20 years and descended from a long line of grandmother curanderas. She has studied with curanderas and curanderos in Mexico, Peru, and Los Angeles and gives presentations on Curanderissimo, and I'm not saying that right. She's going to correct me. In many settings, <laughs> including at UCLA, she lives in California, and we can't wait to hear all about this. So, Erica, welcome to the show. Hi, Patricia. Hi, TK. How are you? Fabulous. Anxiously awaiting right. your, yeah, your part you. of the show Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and that's a, it's a Curanderissimo. That was that was perfect. Curanderismo, perfect. I knew you'd say it prettier. <laughs> okay, so you know there is as we were talking before the show, there is so much to this, so much to this that you practically need a PhD in it. 
But you're smart enough to do that because you're also a lawyer. My God, you have a JD <laughs> degree, so you're you're just a brain. Yes. But uh, let's let's start there because you thought you were going to continue to be a lawyer, and then things kind of change. So take us back in time with you and tell us how you got involved with all of this. Um, let's see. You know, it it was always something of a calling to me. Um, I grew up as 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 a as you mentioned, you know, I come from a long line of uh, grandmother curanderas. My great great grandmother, she was a uh, great great grandmother. She was a very well known curandera. My great grandmother, who I was exposed to, she told me she taught me a lot about curanderismo, and I got see got to see a lot of my tias. They still were using herbs to heal and traditional methods. And my grandmother started doing more Western. She started leaning towards more nursing. She went to nursing school and um, followed more of a Western route. But, you know, there were still, the stories were still in there, and there was still the, the healing that the plants were still in there. The traditional methods were still in there. So it was infused. So that was still part of me. And um, then when I got to L.A., you know, I I, I, I got somewhat disassociated because I'm first generation. And then I went to school at UCLA, and I, um, I, I got exposed to some really progressive uh, Chicana and Chicano study professors. And... They um, allowed me to study curanderismo, you know, alongside all these other hardcore poli sci theory and whatnot. And um, wow! And during that time, it was it was just really awesome because I had my soul awakened. This was a time when it was um, a lot of feelings of social justice, and they had done a hunger strike and all these different things. So, um, you know, fast forwarding, I I went on. And I said, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna get involved in social justice and change the world and become an attorney. And my second year of law school, the universe had a different plan for me, though. <laughs> I guess. The universe was like, no, it I shows. don't think so. It shows. <laughs> um, and uh, second year in law school, my girlfriend and I went to Yucatan, and synchronicities happened. I met my first two mentors. And I also met this really interesting gentleman who had property there and in, in the Tulum, and he let me – he let me help them out, rent out the property. So that basically funded my, my trips to to go down to the Yucatan. About every four to six months, I was going down there, and I was mentoring um, with my first two set of mentors, and I did that for about seven years. And at that nice. time, you know, seven years later, I was an attorney. I was, like, living two lives. I was an attorney, and I was still curandera mentee. And I was also taking other classes here when I was still in the States, when I was in the States. And there's something that happened in 2005, I was hiking. And I, you know, went into this very deep meditation. I didn't ground myself, and I woke up being airlifted. Three days later, I was told that I had a skull fracture. Yeah, I had a skull fracture, a brain hemorrhage, left AC dislocated, Two vertebrae in my back fractured. I completely shattered my coccyx. Left leg oh fractured in three places. Right leg knee down, bone shattered, and came out of my heel. And six weeks later, when they put the bone back into my heel, they, they found out that they didn't do a culture, so they put it back with an infection. So I got severe oh, osteomyelitis, God. and the bones ate away at, at the, there was a, the infection were eating away at my bones. Oh my God! And Jeez. you know, I was I was told all these horrible things. I was I was told, you know, I was, I was 
never going to be able to walk again. I was going to be... I was going to be in pain the rest of my life, you know, all these horrible things. And when everybody left my room, I knew it was time for me to step into my power. Because I, even though all that time I was mentoring, I was incredibly stubborn. <laughs> I was so <laughs> stubborn. I was like, no, I, but I'm supposed to be doing this. I'm supposed to, you know, supposed to be of service this way. And I thought that that's what I was supposed to do. You know, even though I couldn't, for the life of me, I couldn't land a job at first. And this, you know, later on I did. You know, I got started doing more social justice issues. Um, but to get a job in a nonprofit is like winning the lotto. You know, especially at a mm. law, at a law school. Yeah. Um, and I just thought to myself, you know, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is how I'm supposed to be of service. And I kept moving forward. And I just said, you know what? It is time for me to to embrace who I am or else I'm going to be handicapped the rest of my life. And I choose to embrace who I am. And the universe also forced me to slow down because I was in a wheelchair for almost a year. And during that time, I put into practice everything that I had learned as a curandera mentee. And I also had some also really amazing experiences, you know, when um, that really forced me to stop to, to wake up, to wake up that these weren't coincidences of what I was experiencing, that these weren't just something that I could disregard, you know. When the doctor had told me, that, you know, there, there were various doctors who, I, there was one doctor that I had that I really liked because this doctor never told me, never gave me any limitation. You know, um, mm-hmm. I had all the other doctors, after they were done with their surgeries, when they started giving me limitations, you're not going to be able to do this. You're not going to be able to do that. Because I knew. I, I knew I was going to be fine. I knew that. I knew that. And I would turn to this and, okay, you're done with your surgery? Okay, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there you go. <laughs> kind of crazy Take that way. Get rid but, of you know. but Now, I, at I had, one I point, one Erica, yes. at one point, though, I just want to go back. to You almost yes. had to have your foot amputated, right? That, I mean, that's how yes. serious all of this was. Jeez. Yes. Exactly. Yes. So, so when the doctor who I loved, when he told me that, um, you know, who who I trusted, I mean, I trusted this this gentleman. He never gave me limitations. He came to me and he said, um, you know, it looks pretty bad. Is this is after the three debridement when they're trying to get the infection out? Tonight we're mm-hmm. probably going to have to amputate your foot. And I, you know, when he left my room. I heard and I felt, and I know this, and I know this without a shadow of a doubt. I was like, it's just a strong, intuitive knowingness. Archangel Michael, <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. Archangel Michael told me to use the Blu-ray. I didn't know what the heck that meant. I had never heard of that in my life. And I had studied with, with quite a few people at that time, and I had taken New Age classes. And now it's more popular. Now I've heard of it, of course, but I didn't know what the heck that meant. But at that time, you better believe I wasn't going to be like, um, excuse me, Archangel Michael, now do I put the Blu-ray, <laughs> do I focus it on my foot and I breathe into it, and do I focus on it, do I put it on you, now do I think about I surrendered. I completely surrendered, and I didn't know what the heck that meant. I surrendered, and I said, I am blue. <laughs> I am blue, 
blue, blue. I saw myself outside of my body, and I started seeing these electrical surges going through my body, and I saw myself shape-shifting into beings that I have seen artists paint with this blue aura around them. Mm. You know, um, with as Krishna, mm-hmm. as Amoria, Mikael, all these different beings. And the next morning, the, and you know, after the surgery, I got to keep my foot. This was an eight hours later. The doctors didn't, they didn't That's do anything amazing. different. They didn't give me any kind of different IV antibiotics. No, because, oops, we just lost our our guest. So, PK, um, I'm sure mm-hmm. she'll call right back in. I'm sure. But, you know, it's it's interesting because with bone infection, my understanding of that is you're never rid of it. Once you have no. it, you have it, right? And you have it That's, everywhere because it goes through your whole, all your bones. Exactly. So it goes right through the system. Yep. So just the fact that Erica was able to heal herself so profoundly, I mean, this is a this was a horrible accident. My God, all mm-hmm. those broken bones, the shattered pelvis, and then the bone infection on top of it. This is a huge amount of healing that needed to take place. And it's amazing that she was able to turn this around the way she did and that she saved her foot. My God, what a horrible thing that would have been. So well, thinking but, of her yeah. background as it as it was, where she was raised with that, but to have spent most of her time becoming the attorney, the fact that she was still able to generate and turn this into a positive, my goodness gracious, how fortunate for her. I know, I know. And here she is back with us right now. I, I don't know what, what happened, but all of a sudden the little gremlins little, took you off us. the air, Erica. <laughs> When you turn blue, don't okay? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so um, I got to keep my foot. I got to keep my foot, and, you know, it was with that was a big wake-up call for me. But even with all those things, I had, it was continuous. During that time when I was in a wheelchair, it was, I felt like I was getting, like they were just continuously like, will you just listen to us? (laughs) Oh gosh. The, the dog all, like, child ignoring the bastards, huh? Yeah. <laughs> knock, it was knock. Just like, Pay attention. Come yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so God. what what, yeah. else, what but now but I just want to back up again because in your book you talk about the fact that you were standing on if it was in your kitchen or living room or somewhere with plates in your hand when you had the vision ahead of time that you were gonna have this kind of an accident and as you described, you dropped the plates and <laughs> almost passed out from it. So you had knowledge of that horrible accident before you even got up on that in the canyon. Yes, yes. Um, you know, it was it was really interesting. Well, before before this, you know, I had some some friends, some girlfriends, and and we used to go to different places around the world. And we would do what we would call grid activations for the earth. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I saw the night before that I was going to be doing one over because there was just a lot of clearing that needed to be done. And, right. you know, that morning I had that the, the vision that I was going to have that accident, and I avoided going to the 
hiking, I told you to the rest of the until the very last day. But I knew it was just, it was just Erica, you're me. breaking up a little was, bit. Is there yeah. a better, is there a better spot that you can be in that has better reception? Because you're starting to break up a little again. Yeah, let's see. Is that better? Yes. Yes, thank you. Uh, we don't okay. want to so, miss anything because we're, we're hanging on your every word here, so. yeah um so yeah so it was uh it definitely it was one of those things where i i knew i i'd seen it but it was something that i knew i had to do i had to go to red rock canyon and do the work there and do a grid activation Mm -hmm. um i mean it was was an eerie feeling all weekend but at the same time i wasn't I was going there with the knowledge of an accident, you know, but I, yeah. <laughs> it was We're there. We're kind of losing you again. And, yeah. We're oh, losing goodness. you again. I don't know if there's a even better spot <laughs> you can talk to us <laughs> from. Let's see. Uh, retrograde, but, yeah, huh? Up. Uh, yeah, so see if we can, yeah, continue. Go ahead. Now, Let's see. I don't want to miss a word of what you've got to say because it is I so intriguing and so, so interesting. Important information too. I mean, and, I don't know, Erica. If I'd had a vision like that, I probably wouldn't have gone hiking the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I would have stayed in bed just in case. <laughs> yeah. So you're pretty brave. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it was it was something that I felt I felt really called to do. Well, obviously, Gosh. the end result, although you've been through so much, what you've garnered from it and are now able to work with others about, it's just phenomenal. Yeah, and, you know, it was, um, it was, it was it, you know, it was something that I look back at it and I think, I think that I was so stubborn that I think I did something that difficult to, forced me to wake up, you know. Um, mm-hmm. It was, because, uh, you know, just various things. It was, I had, I remember there was an instance where I was I was just getting called to do, I was making different recipes for different things and, and limpias and um, making a recipe for, for an oil that I was making for, just to incite courage and um, uh, courage. And I was t- I was guided to put oil uh, to put to put honey in this oil, and I just I just responded, I'm not putting honey in an oil. And then I went three weeks later to the Yucatan with my mentor, and one of my mentors sent me to one of her mentors, who was not just he was just not going to put up with any of my BS. <laughs> <laughs> and uh-huh. he, and you know he had me do Olympia and and. Um, then he's like, okay, now put honey all over your body. And I did. And um, and I just was like, honey, wait, what's this with honey? And then I started finding, I started finding about uh, all these traditions of, you know, um, our, the ancient Mesoamerican peoples and how they used honey in their traditions for, to bring in abundance, to bring good fortune. And, and I just, oh, and then it just started making sense to me. Because it was for courage, and it was to bring in that abundance and vision, and 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 then things just, and then I just like, okay, I'm listening, I'm listening, and and 
it was uh it was wonderful too because during that time too then I started becoming really interested in the ancient Mesoamerican traditions as well. And I just became hungry to learn more. Um and it was really interesting, you know, during you know, during that time when I was when I was incorporating everything, I remember I remember tearing up not because I was thinking that I was I wasn't I didn't think I knew I was gonna be fine. But I was tearing up because I, I was like, I don't want to go back to work as an attorney. <laughs> oh. oh, God. Yeah, that's right, because you were still involved mm-hmm. with that whole business. Yeah. So, um, so you know, I, 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 I was still like, okay, let me figure things out. And I knew I still had a, had a lot to learn. And I thought, you know, I'm going to go back to school. I, I, I wasn't sure what to do at that moment. I was still, you know, still seeing clients, and I... At the time, I was actually taking people down to the Yucatan. Actually, after I got better, like literally after I got better and I met my my, my second meta mentors, I planned a trip down for people, and I, I planned a trip for people um, to teach them about 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 spiritual healing and about Mayan traditions and and awakening. Um, this was back in 2000, 2007, I started my first trip. And um, 2007 and 2008, all throughout 2008, 9, and 10, um, I was doing that. And I became, I became very, you know, I decided to go back to school because I really wanted to understand the ancient traditions as well. And go back and, and understand the roots. Because although my mentors knew a lot about the traditions, I didn't know a lot of the questions that would help me to understand a lot of the things that, help nuance my practice you know the, there were just certain things that yeah I because didn't the, know, the ancient like, traditions had such power i mean they were they were the original ones and and i know you talked in your book also about reading castaneda correct that you were fascinated by that as well when i was a young girl yes when i was a young girl yes it, it's it was very much was when i was a young girl i knew i knew very young, at a very young age, that I was a, I was a shaman, I was a kudan. There was something different about me. I already knew. I already I already was doing limpias. I remember doing them for a friend when I was five years old. <laughs> oh, you're kidding! So you just had wow. this natural knowledge that came through you. Oh mm. my God! Well, listen, yeah, we're going to take a very short commercial break, and we're going to come back and talk about all of these rituals and things that you knew naturally, and then the ones you learned because they are extensive. And we want to hear all the details and what we also can do in our own homes to work with our own issues and create personal transformation and healing. So stay tuned, everybody. You're listening to Supernatural Girls Radio, and we will be right back. Are you ready for a new experience of freedom and powerful connection? Would you like a positive, effortless change in your life? Then come to CosmicFusion.com, where we offer the most advanced energy clearing and expansion techniques in the world with a quantum vortex energy to activate your divine blueprint and life's purpose. When your soul leads the way with Cosmic Fusion and Quantum Vortex Energy, you can break clear of past difficulties and blocks with the power of the Source. With Cosmic Fusion, the Source Energy does the work for you. It's easy and effortless. Listen to our free meditation right from our Cosmic Fusion website, the Cosmic Code Meditation. Sign up for one of our interactive webinars today. 
Come to Cosmic Fusion, www.kosmicfusion.com to experience an effortless awakening and transformation. Are you ready for an upgrade? Are you ready for a new experience of living in the fifth dimensional magic and powerful connection? Then visit CosmicFusion.com today. CosmicFusion.com Your property tax bill. Have you seen it lately? It's frightening. Your property taxes are going up while your home value is going down. It's time to fight back and win. For the real truth about the property tax system, get Attorney Pat Quintilian's book, Are You Getting Screwed on Your Property Taxes? How to Find Out and How to Fix It. Attorney Quintilian answers all your questions and gives you the facts you need to fight a property tax bill that is spiraling out of control. You'll also read about what happens to property owners who don't check their property records only to find out too late they're taxed on square footage, fixtures, and even buildings that they don't own. Is this happening to you? Learn your rights. Buy Attorney Pat Quintilian's book today. Are you getting screwed on your property taxes? How to find out and how to fix it. Available on Amazon.com. Astridian is a family of cosmetic products with 98% pure ionized minerals. We combine our science with a blend of essential oils to nourish and take care of your skin's health. How does it work? All Astridian products contain the proprietary redox technology, having the capability of simulating an ionic zinc-copper superoxide dismutase effect. This free radical scavenger currently in your body has been diminished by toxins and the daily stresses of life. It is a perfectly balanced mineral complex that all $200 an hour dermatologists, their professors, and ancient history have proven. Redox technology is a process of reducing the skin's oxidation by transferring electrons from a radical state to a stress-free normal condition. Oxidative stress is a form of cellular aging, and as science has proven, a precursor to disease. The free radical theory of aging states that organisms age because cells accumulate free radical damage over time. Damaged cells are not beautiful, but healthy cells are. The Astridium family is presented in four different uses that cover unique benefits to your body. They are the Essential Anti-Aging Series, the Multivitamin Series, Sports Series, and Professional Series. Regain your youth with the power of Astridium. Visit www.astridium.com and inquire. Use the code SUPERNATURAL and receive a 10% discount on your first purchase. Astridium, the beauty of being healthy. Welcome back, everyone, to Supernatural Girls Radio. I'm your host, Patricia Baker. I am here with my co-host, who is roasting away in Tucson, PK, and our fabulous guest tonight, Erica Buenaflor, who has a new book out. And, Erica, I'm going to let you say the title because you say it better than me. (laughs) (laughs) There are two of us that can't say it properly. You did that to trick us, right? This is where I wish I studied Spanish in school, right? So tell us it's, the name of your book. It's Cleansing Rights of Curanderismo. And then the sub is Limpias Espiritual. Yeah, Cleansing Rights of Curanderismo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's available on Amazon and I'm sure in your local bookstores also. And we're talking about these rituals and ceremonies that came to you when you were a small child. You were able to do these for friends, you said. Tell us more about that. Mm-hmm. 
Well, it was just something intuitive that I knew to do. I I would know I would know, for example, uh, I would get bougainvilleas flowers and just steep bougainvilleas to help for sore throats and for headaches. I just knew. It was just a knowingness where you know, I just would get things. I would bring things together. I knew how to tie things. You know, I knew how to tie what to to stop pain in certain parts of the body. I just knew it was something that was passed down. It was a knowingness. <laughs> wow, that's quite a gift. I was a grandmother in in certain ways. Um, you know, I'd always do do uh, sobaderismo treatments uh, for my mom. Um, you know, that sobaderismo is it's a it's a healing. It's a cleansing. It's a healing. It's a acupressure, massage, and cleansing, all in one. Energy healing, wow. too. Oh, my goodness. Now, it looks like yeah. from reading the book, there's really no limit to what these rituals can accomplish. Everything from healing you from your catastrophic injury to treating people that have depression or even anxiety. So it, it runs the gamut on what it can work with. Correct. Correct. You know, um, yeah, you know, when there's... Um, in various different situations, you know, I everything from. Uh, well, tell us some stories. So, as you, as, yeah, as you became a a, a healer, uh, Cordendera, and you studied with these mentors and, and people all over the world, basically. Um, give us some stories of some of the the work that you've done, some of the people that you've been able to help heal from certain things. Definitely, definitely. Um, I think one of the, there, and there's various things. There's various things. You know, I've had um, one client for. I'll, I'll give the range of different different things, right? Um, one client who who claimed, and this is the one I, I mention in in my book, because um, this is with I I teach a lot how to do with the lacionas. Because one of the things that I found that I had a difference. I had different sets of mentors. And the mentors that I absolutely loved were the mentors that taught me how to do things. You know, that's they were my mentors, right? Mm-hmm. Um, right. Some, sometimes you go and they'll say, you know, oh, well, you have this. But they don't teach you how to do it. They they say, okay, I'll do it for you, and it's going to cost you this much, which is okay, you know. So they're living. It's what they do. It's their practice. But I, I always feel that it's so much more empowering for the person if you teach them. And you say, no, mm-hmm. but you have to do it. So that's what I usually do. Is I People come in for a session, and I'll clear them of certain energy so they can have the stamina and be clear to do the work that they need to do. But ultimately, I teach them how to do their own method. And I remember there was um there was one client who, when she came to me, she had a she listed a laundry list of all these different things that were going on with her. You know, a lot of um, issues, emotional outbursts, and just various things. And at the very end, she says, oh, and by the way, my brother is engaged to somebody who is basically after his money. And she's, you know, she, she's, yeah, and can you help him with that? And, I, you know, my response was like, well, honey, let's work on you first. <laughs> right. You know, so we worked on her for for you know, for some time, and and um, she she got to a point where she was doing better. You know, she was being a lot more responsive um, rather than reacting to things. Um, so, 
then I, so I taught her how to do a velación, which a velación is candle work. And I had her do, you know, it's eight white candles, and the central candle is a candle with Archangel Michael. And I said to her, I said, okay, for the petition, what you have to do, though, because I always say things, so is ethical. I always ask for the ideal situation and everything, because I feel that, you know, one of it, it's ethical, and there's also, if someone has strong will, you can't force anyone to do anything. <laughs> right, you, we that's all true. Have, we all have, yeah, Very. you know, we all have the right to our own situation. We all have the, the, the right to live our life, to make our choices. So I said to her, I said, okay, what you can do is you can ask for, you know, to ask, you know, that any energy that is less in love and less in light between, you know, um, the fiancé and your brother be transmuted with and by the sacred fires of God's love, God's light, and that your your brother is able to see truth. And two weeks later, after the velación, the candles went out, the... Uh, her brother asked for for a prenup. The fiance left. <laughs> wow, <laughs> well, that's that, a huh? tale story. That's powerful. God. And now, you know, and then there have been other. Go, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I, I just wanted to mention that the candle work you describe in the book has a lot to it, and you talk about if it when you light the candle if it. Produces black smoke, it means one thing. If it's white smoke, it's another thing. I mean, there's so many different aspects to the candle work, and I know yeah. our audience is very interested in that. It's so powerful. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. So, um, so the candle work. There's, you know, the, the the candle work. You can. It's it's divinatory. It's very much divinatory in nature. I mean, you can clear things, and it can tell you ever all the limpia tools. They're sacred tools, so they always give you insight of what's going on. After you do a cleanse, you read the tool, and it'll tell you a lot more about what's going on. So, for example, so for the candle, if you light it, and there is um, like a black smoke, like a black smoke comes up, you know there's going to be some obstacles coming your way. You know there's something clear. um, And then also while it's burning, while the candles are burning, you know, if the candles go out, if one of the candles go out, that means that you need to get your mojo up. There's something that, you know, you know, the person who's lighting the candle who did the work that did that. There's that. There's some obstacle. It needs to be re. It needs to be. Everything needs to be redone. Light that candle and redo it. But there are some things that mm-hmm. need to be clear. It's like letting you know. It's like there are some some obstacles there. It doesn't mean that it's not clearing. It's just letting you know, hey, be aware. If the candles right. are they're burning, they're hopping, they're jumping, they're like, yeah. That means they're they're basically they are doing their work for you. They're like things. They're just moving things. Like things are just going to be really like quick for you, like instantaneous and quick. If it's really really slow, like it's just like barely, like it looks like it's going to go out. It's struggling, but it's just, it's not going to be clear. It's just it's just struggling, you know. It's 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 just struggling. There's, um, and you know, if at the end when it goes when the candles are done, if there's, for example, black smoke, you know, if it's like black, um, mm-hmm. that means that something, someone or something has not been wishing you well, and for whatever reason, um, the person has internalized it. 
you know, and sometimes okay. the glass breaks and that, that has has broken it. It's not one of those things like, you know, people get alarmed by that because I had one lady, for example, that came to me who um, she had been in a very dysfunctional, to say it nicely, marriage for eight years. You know, her husband said all kinds of horrible things to her on a daily basis, like horrible, horrible things, you know, about oh, how just awful. everything. Yeah, I mean, just everything under the sun. And she finally got to the point where she's like, she finally got the courage to get a divorce. Because um, she's like, this is not living. So right. he was very, at the, at the very beginning, he was like, I'm not giving, I'm not signing any papers. I'm not giving you any money. I'm not signing any papers. You're on your own. And, oh you know, God. she came to me, yeah, she came to me just distraught. And I, this isn't the first, I've dealt with a lot of situations like this. This is just one of the most recent ones. And, um, and you know, this, and the thing, she had internalized a lot of things, a lot of negative beliefs about herself as well. So when she did her first violation, and she showed me a picture, all the, the glasses were, like, black. I mean, black, black, black. It's like, holy mm. mackerel. I was like, oh, honey, you need to do a lot more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, wow. just do a lot of clearing for you. But, you know, after, you know, we, you know, she was diligent in that. She began, you know, working on that, doing a lot of limpias. And I want to say from when she first came to see me from, I want to say, two months later, that he actually signed um, amicably uh, an agreement. She didn't have, oh, didn't have to wonderful. go for it. I mean, it was just like amicably. She, everything that she wanted the, you know, the alimony, the, the child support, everything that she wanted, she got. That is tremendous. And, actually, and you know, you're uh, touching yeah. on an issue that is, it's just rampant in our culture today, where where women especially, I'm not saying it doesn't happen to men because it does, but women especially uh, can get into these positions. And oftentimes, even in today's culture, contemporary culture, women uh, sometimes give up their career and then they mm-hmm. are without money if they need to leave the relationship. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've always felt this, and I know you two have, you also have, PK, that there's a missing piece when it comes to <clears throat> breaking out of a relationship that's abusive. And I think mm-hmm. this is it. Erica, I think this yep. is it. This is the missing piece <laughs> that women and also men in this situation need. Because it's without the spiritual component and without this ability to clear on so many levels, people are going to stay stuck. I mean, how many women do each of us know that keeps staying stuck, that can't seem to break out of it? And I think it's because they don't have this element involved Mm -hmm. in their healing. So your work is so important in so many ways, but certainly for this in particular. Yeah, and the work. Oh, excuse me. I was going to say, when a person is working with you, how long a period of time does it, I'm going to say, usually take? Is it something that can be done very quickly? Is it, uh, depending on the circumstances, how long the sessions go? You know, that- you know, I just ask, how long does a person have? We are multidimensional, honestly, because mm-hmm. everyone has different goals. Like, right. for example, that client, when she got her divorce signed, after that, I didn't, I didn't see her again, which is cool. Mm-hmm. I have one client, for example, who has worked with me. Um, I have a couple. I have a couple clients that have worked with me for actually a few years. 
This one client mm-hmm. has worked with me. He's now a few months. I, haven't, I don't know where he's at right now, but I know I just saw him actually last month. But I know that in July when I saw him, he had raised $80 million for his company. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Where he had, he initially, initially claimed to me he was starting a business and he was going to close shop. Oh. So, God, what a change. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> it well, just depends. Do they come to you on we a all want to know what ritual or monthly he or whatever? Yeah, how do they, what is the duration that you prescribe for them when they're working with you? I don't really prescribe a duration because it really depends on the person. Mm-hmm. You know, it really depends on the person because, for example, like the lady who um, was was working with me. You know, because mm-hmm. I one of the things one of the things that I work with too is soul retrieval, um, and this uh-huh. is actually going to be on my uh-huh. second book. Is is and I integrate this too because all the Olympias always integrate soul retrieval too. Is the moment somebody starts getting their power back, I let them know. And it, this is and this is in the relationship situation, a power dynamic, a power dynamic, mm-hmm. and employee, and any kind of power dam- dynamic. I say that person is going to contact you. What mm-hmm. are you going to do? And for example, with the the last example that I that I shared um, with my client that was in a divorce, he indeed called her and and she started actually started going out with him again for a little bit, and that happened to another client too. It just happens, and that's up to them because I said you know. This is going to take longer. <laughs> I guess so. Yep. This is going to take longer. Do you want to take longer with this? And that's up to them. Because it's really, honestly, it is up to the person. How, because mm-hmm. as I explain in my book, in the Platicas, I always give people homework. I always mm-hmm. give people homework. I always tell them, this is what you have to do. This is what you have to do. Because I always tell people ways to get back their power. Because for whatever reason, something or or maybe to be more in their power, to be more, you know, to, to go further, to progress in that. Because when they start doing that, then, and then it, it's, it's, and it's also too about how far they want to go too. How far do they want to go? Because this one gentleman who is, who has been working with me and another client, who, a couple of them that have been working with me, they are now know they know and they're remembering that they are creating the reality that they choose. Well, and I mm-hmm. catch them yes, on that. Right, we all I are doing them. that, whether it's unconscious <laughs> or conscious. And so, in the work that you do as a shaman and a curandera, I mean that's very important information. I mean, this is I know we all have heard from shamans who have said you have to reclaim every part of yourself that you have to embrace every part of yourself. And you even hear vestiges of that in the emotional freedom technique or tapping, however you want to refer to it. So there's mm-hmm. all of this self-acceptance that people are missing. Now, I know you, you said you worked with homeless people. Let me bring up another issue because it's always mm-hmm. being talked about in media like it's the end of the world. But the opioid crisis where they're saying people right. are getting addicted to all of these pills and then they go to heroin because it's cheaper and easier than getting the pills. And I mean, I see that as a spiritual deficit. Now, do you work with people that have those issues? Yes. Yes. Um, I do. I do to, 
to a certain extent. Um, they, especially <clears throat> depression. Mm-hmm. And they usually take a little longer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I can. Oops. Yeah, and we lost our Erica again. <laughs> the Gremlins took Erica, but she's coming back soon. But you know, but this is a, again I another said retrograde was starting tomorrow. You were, yeah, it's starting today for us. But anyways, well, um, it, it, you know, the opioid thing, everybody's talking about it, and the government is making a big deal about it. But, you know, this, again, is the issue that is, it's like the elephant in the room. People mm-hmm. neglect talking about the spiritual side of this. So, Erica, you're back. Thank you for calling back in again. Um when you work with somebody who has addiction problems, and you and obviously there's depression involved with a lot of this, then is are there any particular rituals that you feel are helpful? There are, you know, a lot of times it's it's a lot of things with um, with cleansing with with soul retrieval cleansing with soul retrieval work is finding out what when does that happen because. There's something there. There's a lot of it has to do with accepting us as a child, accepting us, and they're they're usually intertwined with feeling. Why don't I know this? Why don't I know me? Why don't I have it all figured out? And I tell you know that's what I'm reminding mm-hmm. them. It's like that's insanity. We're actually you know, and this is something that the Mexica, the also known as the Aztec and the Mesoamerican people in general, they knew um, is they call what what they have. It's a a nepatla. It's it's an understanding of nepatla that we're always in change. We're always understanding ourselves. We're always in flux. That there's no there's no you know it's it's uh you know we think that we're supposed to have it. You know, Western society thinks that we're supposed to have everything figured out. That we're supposed to know everything. We're supposed to know on our roles. And one of the things is having them indicate in rituals and declaring rituals is having them understand and really embody them that we are always in change and that it's okay to not know, that it's okay to figure out what our happiness is and not to feel bad about that because that's a lot of things. It's, it's when I have, and that's why a lot of people, when they start coming to me, I have, I have people that come to me initially for just breath work, you know, just like breath work. They're not necessarily coming to me as you know, as a curandera, they know what I do, and and they like you know when I'm doing the guided journeys, um, when I'm doing trans journeys, and I'm encouraging them. It's like it's okay if you don't know what your happiness is, and they're like, oh, that's the first thing they that's the first time they've ever heard that, because <laughs> they're like they, they wow. feel like why don't why am I not happy? I don't feel happy, and I say it's okay, mm-hmm. it's okay. We're all figuring it out. It's what's madness is that we think we're supposed to have it figured out. That's madness. You know, it's okay that. And, and that yeah, that that type of, of mentality, I mean, it is truly mental. I mean, it is an overuse of the brain and not coming from the heart. So it's mm-hmm. you're, you're so I agree with everything you're saying. I mean, it's so important to take a step back and go. I don't need to figure it out. I just need to feel what's happening right here and now, and it can be enough. So there's a lot of power in the shamanistic ways of the ancient past that you now have mastered, 
as as well as studied, but there's so much in, incredible power in being able to accept yourself where you are, no matter what. Yes. So that is key, key, key. And it, uh, there's a whole bunch of things we want to talk to you about with, about these different rituals that you have. But here's mm-hmm. my question, because you talked about the man who raised the $80 million. And, of course, our entire audience wants to know how to raise $80 million. <laughs> but, I'll settle for one. Um, I did, yeah. <laughs> but I noticed in the book you talk about the baths and taking a bath in garlic for three days. I thought, wow. Why garlic? Yeah. <laughs> What's the power of the garlic? It changes your money mentality. You know, garlic uh, Garlic has a very, very strong spirit. Garlic, um, it has one of those, like a, like a boxer kind of spirit. <laughs> Just knock you out. Cause uh-huh. A lot of times when we are down and out, in, in, especially financially, it's, we have an... We have embodied, we have allowed ourselves to think all these, uh, we have allowed ourselves to be in situations where we we feel stuck, we feel trapped, we feel this, Mm -hmm. and garlic has a strong spirit that just wipes those things out and clears those things out of the way. Because that's that's a lot of the things that the ancient Mesoamerican people, that's what we did is we worked with the spirit of the plants and that's what we knew certain things would be good for certain things. So garlic is wonderful to clear any kind of financial issues. You know, and it's done three days. It's done It's done in a way where it's done three days in a row systematically um, because it's to clear that, that those repeating things. You know, so you do it at the same time of the day, um, you know, at the same time of the day and it's believed that with that with that cycle, you're clearing more fully just that energy and also the residuals of that energy that the person or that that you know that the person has allowed in their lives for that um, those conditions that they've that they've allowed and attracted for financial uh, issues. <laughs> Yeah, now with the garlic, I forget how many cloves. Is it seven cloves that you recommend? Yes, or correct. How many cloves? Correct. So seven, seven cloves heads, that people heads. put in their bath water. And is there yes, anything else that people do with that ritual? Do they have to light candles or have a certain state of mind when they do these baths? Well, you know, for the banyas, one thing that's absolutely critical is you have to clear your space. You know, so in the bathroom... Because um, you can also do it with with uh, with buckets, you know, with a five gallon bucket. Okay. You know, wherever you're mm-hmm. doing the linga, you have to clear the space. Because it's also I discuss in my book is the space is also um, spaces are also believed to have their own spirit essence as well. It wasn't you know spaces were were not just inanimate objects. You know they were believed, that, and that's a lot of the time too. It's uh, and I'll go back to that, you know, in terms of insomnia, a lot of people have insomnia because they haven't cleared their space in a very long time. But when you take a bath, um, it's really important to cleanse your space first. You know, whether it's with, um, I'm sorry, go ahead. 
Yeah, I just was going to ask you exactly what you were going to talk about is what do you use to cleanse the space? So there's many ways to clear to cleanse the space, and I talk about many of them in my book. So a few of them are very simple. You know, you can use a, a bundle of dry herbs. All herbs have cleansing properties. All herbs, but they have to oh, be dry. Oh. Okay. All herbs have, you know, they all have um, wonderful, wonderful cleansing. Rosemary, and they all have additional gifts, but they all have cleansing properties. Another wonderful way is is to do what's called a sacramento, and that's that's essentially a smoking out, and that's getting a charcoal tablet and putting resins on it. Uh, I like to use copal because copal is an offering to the divine and also clears out spaces. Um, another really effective way that just instantly clears things out is a couple handfuls of Epsom salt, um, <clears throat> some rubbing alcohol, and you put a little dry herbs in there, and it just clears out the room. And it's also believed that not only are you clearing out the room, but you're feeding the essence energy of you know, your bathroom so that bathroom will help facilitate the cleanse for you as well. Now, I'm curious. When you use the garlic, do you peel the garlic or do you leave it in yes. its, its skin? Okay. I just Because that would be a question that someone would be asking, I'm sure. Yes, yes. absolutely. Good question. Yeah, because all of these rituals, you've got to follow them pretty, you know, in all their detail to have them work properly, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you, I've, I've, you know, I've had someone do it in a hurry, and it actually worked for them when they just did the seven heads. But I feel it's more potent if you kill them. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Now, Erica, what are what are heart straightening talks? What is that? So um, that's that's a, a so platicas, heart straightening talks. That's basically um, a belief. Um, and a practice as well that when you, you know, it's, it's, it's a talk. When somebody comes in, it's a counseling. But it's believed that when someone is talking and sharing their story, their, their woes or what's going on, what they want to change, that they're ejecting, their, that energy is being, being removed from their body as they're speaking. And, you know, we all know it. It's, it's you know, when somebody comes and talks to us and they start telling us these really have these stories, and I don't know if you've ever experienced it, and afterwards you feel trained. You're like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you kind of avoid that person a little bit. You're like, hey, I'm not going to answer the phone. Because <laughs> energy is being ejected. Energy is being ejected from those stories. But the platicas, what they do is, you know, it's, it's, it's the tradition is you start a new fire. And there's many ways, and, and it's a, it's a traditional thing where you start a new fire. A new fire is one of the ways that I do it. I, I like, I do a sahumerio, I light a charcoal tablet, I offer copal, and that's basically, you know, an offering to everyone's divine, my divine, the spirit divine of my client, um, and also the room, of course, and also indicating that it's a clearing and that it's also um, clearing the space and coming in everything and, and holding that space see my dog let's see. And holding that space so it's opening up a new pathway for the client as well. So it's called a new new fire, opening up a new pathway. So once they're done with their story, a new pathway is going to be opened up for them. 
Um, and then, you know, after the, the platica, you know, then I have an insight of, okay, now I know what else needs to be done. So I can do another limpia for them because that's also the heart strain tap is also part of the limpia itself, right? They're, they're removing that energy from their body as they're speaking. Um, then after that, I do another limpia for them. Um, I, I may do a sweep. Um, I do a journey for them. So, yeah, so that's, that's pretty much a, the platica is, is ejecting the heavy energy from stories. Oh, that's so great. That's, yeah, that's so yeah. needed. Uh, yeah, it's part and, of a, yeah, a big healing emotionally for people. Yeah, and that was also a tradition, too, that the ancient um, Mexica, also known as the Aztec, and the Yucatec Maya also practice as well. It's really amazing. They, you know, it, was, it just blew my mind <laughs> when I started reading about wow. the ceremonies. They, had, they actually had state ceremonies where they had certain days in a month um, where everybody would go out. Um, and one of them was called the, the uh, Feast of um, Buscaro, where everybody in the Aztec Empire would go outside and they would start basically doing a platica, proclaiming what what they needed to release, transgressions, things that had happened, woes, stories, whatever that is. And there were shamans that would come around and do, you know, that would basically hold that space too, and they would also be smoking out and, and, and providing clearing for that as well. And it was it was believed that that when diseases or there were plagues or something would happen, that's what they would have everybody to do. It'd say, everybody, you need to get out and do a platica. <laughs> you, you know, they would believe that that's wow. what, that was also part of the Non-mass cleanse. Non-mass platica. In, Incredible. Yeah, it was part of the cleanse to, to, to get rid of things, to get rid of energy. It was... Uh, it was very, you know, after right before someone died, that was very essential. Um, right before they did, the person would proclaim everything that they had done that, you know, maybe there were, and, and even if they had done something that was illegal, if it was said in the platica, it was said in that talk, they couldn't be arrested for it. They were basically, wow. you know, yeah. <laughs> They got they got immunity. That was a free pass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they got a free pass. Yeah, yeah, and um, and it was a clearing. So when they would move on into their next life, they wouldn't carry that burden, so that energy of of any transgressions they had done into their next life, because they were very well aware that, you know, even when, for example, babies were born, you know, they did a water limpia for them. And they, they would say to them, you know, to the babies, clearing the energy of their parents. They were very well aware that energies could carry on ancestrally. So, you know, the platica, when they were saying things and they were, they were letting go of these energies before they passed away, they would believe that they weren't going to be carrying these energies into their next life. So um, very, very powerful, very powerful. It just kind of helps you, helps us to rethink, uh, you know, how we, how we look at when we speak about things, and it was interesting. There was a client that I had that, that saw me, that came to see me a couple of weeks ago, and she was sharing a story that she was feeling that, you know, she had to stay away from some of her friends. She had to make new friends or, or just have new friends altogether because she feels that so many of her friends 
come and just lay everything out for her, for, you know, everything out. They tell all their, everything that's going on with them, all their troubles, even when her her son had um, a tragic death. They didn't really, they, they just ask her, how, oh, how are you? Okay, well, now let me tell you about what's going on with me. And I turned to her, I said, I said, honey, you know, well, see, that's happening to you. Have you thought about asking them, well, okay, you know, when we do that, how would you feel? I'm going to take care of you, listening to you and help you clear that energy. How would you feel if, if after that you you helped and treated me for a massage to take care of me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you're Why not? Up and say, that's a fantastic idea. <laughs> and I said, well, think about it. You know, when people are telling you these very heavy stories, you're providing a service for them. You're you're holding the space. You're they're clearing energy for them. So you know that's that's the thing. It's 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 an energy exchange. And I just lit up and said, that's a fantastic idea. <laughs> now yeah, I don't have to give it's up my friends. It's a wonderful friend. idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you bring up. Uh, babies, and you bring up, you know, clearing the parental and influences from the baby, which I think is tremendous. And then also prior to death, it, clearing the energy is extremely important. And I, I want to go back to the babies for a second because we all do carry these genetic imprints, whether we wanted wanted to have them or not. And so mm-hmm. having having a way to get rid of it is so important especially because so many of these imprints happened to us before we had words. So it's hard to clear if you had this happen to you, this imprinting, before you had words. But here's a way to do it with one of these rituals, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, um, definitely. So one of the things that um, was absolutely, you know, Fundamental with the ancient Mesoamerican, what they what they did is they had a they had the uh, shaman um, uh, midwife who, when the baby was born, you know, she she did clearing with water, and this is something too that I talk about the book that that you can also ask for too, and in in any banya that you do too to set that intention for clearing, you know, any karma for clearing. Um, any kind of blueprints, energy signatures of any curses, of any non-serving contracts, covenants, agreements. Um, but that's something that the parteras would ask for, you know, clearing of, of any transgressions of their parents. They knew. <laughs> they knew about these things. And it was a very, it's very different now, you know, in terms of how babies are born. You know, it's it's, it's very beautiful still, of course. It's, of course, but... You know, back then it was like, uh, you know, you had a whole team of shamans. You know, depending, of course, on, on the person's status and what they could afford, but you had at least one or two or three people helping you, you know, helping you, making sure that the energy from that baby wasn't was going to come in clear, that the pathways were going to be open, that, you know, making sure that things were going to work out. And if they were born on a day that was, unfavorable, they would then say, okay, well, let's hold off to do the second birth, the, the, the second uh, water ceremony for them to see if we can get a more favorable day. And and that's something that we can do, too, in our um, limpias, for example, with flowers. 
you know, with uh, with flowers. Flowers are wonderful for for cleansing of any kind of anything that has been misfortunes that we've seen, especially patterns of misfortune, um, karmic misfortunes, imprints. Uh, chamomile is really um, extraordinary for that. Roses are absolutely wonderful. Sunflower petals are really good. You know, that combination is just a really powerful combination to, you know, to to take a bath with. You know, what I like to do mm. is, um, you know, sometimes if, depending on what kind of, stra- you know, strainer you have, um, I recommend for people to also, if they, they don't have a really strong one, to make sure their, their tubs don't get clogged, I tell them to, they can make the tea in a, in a tea maker beforehand and then just keep pouring in, you know, if they have a 12, 12 cup tea maker or maybe in a, a relatively clean, well, clean, a clean coffee maker, <laughs> you know, relatively <laughs> clean. It's not very clean. <laughs> coffee maker. Right. To use the, the tea that's gotten from there, about five or six, 12, you know, about five or six full 12 cups of of them and, and put them into the tub and then take a, take a bath with them. And mm-hmm. it's believed that, yeah, it's believed, and then you also put a, a, a cup of Epsom salt, too, just for a deep a physical purification as well. And, um, and then when you're in there, you know, you can, you can say, say the prayer, say a prayer, you know, just repeatedly, and you could say a prayer, you know, to be released from any karmic, from any kind of um, non-serving contracts, agreements, just anything that, that, that you feel that's heavy, and especially if you feel it's chronic. So um, the limpia, and it's just, it's just so, so fantastic because afterwards when you take the limpia, after you cleanse your, your body, this, you've taken a spiritual bath, you feel like a million bucks. <laughs> There's you know, a million bucks, TK. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, I finally got it. Now I know how to get it. Yeah, now you can get it with a bath. Hey, that's not bad. Yeah, I mean, it's a, this is remarkable. And, and you said something so profound earlier in the show, Erica, about we are always in a state of flux. So all of these things that we think we're stuck with or that we have following us around in life, it doesn't have to be that way. And these ceremonies and rituals, give you the tools to know that you're in flux and to, to let it go. Exactly. There's nothing better. Now, how can people reach you? Do you work with people over Skype or over the phone? Yes. Yes, I do Skype. I do phone. Um, people can reach me through my website, realizeyourbliss.com. Um, they can go to the contact. Uh, they can email me at Erica at realizeyourbliss.com, um, and I teach, I, I have online classes, too, that I have on, on Olympias that are going to be, they should be up in August, they should be by the 1st of August, that I teach people how to do the water, fire, I show people how to do it as well, the oh, water Olympias, the fire, fire Olympias, uh, how to do space activations, the different offerings for your space, because you can also activate your spaces with certain energy signatures and uh, various things. So they can do that as well. That's 
great. So that people can come to you for private sessions. They don't have to live in L.A. to find you. They can find you on the Internet at your website, realizeyourbliss.com. And then they can communicate you with you via email if they want to set up an appointment or join one of your classes. And, again, your book is excellent, Cleansing Rites of Curandirissimo. I think I said it kind of close, but yes. I'm going to have you repeat it again. <laughs> I was going to say, but let's it's a let great Erica book. do it. <laughs> yeah, really, we've got to let Erica do it. But it is, it's a, a wonderful book because you have packed so much information into this book. I mean, when I was reading it, I was like, oh, my God, thank God I have this in a book form so I can refer to it because there's so much to all of this. And yet, I'm sure to you it seems simple because it's innate. I mean, you were born into this. But how nice that you're able to help people over the Internet and with Skype and everything else, that you can just help lead them through these ceremonies and healings. Now, from your catastrophic injury, because that was pretty horrible, do you have any residual problems from it, or were you able to heal yourself completely? Completely. Wonderful. Completely. Yeah. You know, actually... Really very recently, um, one of the things that I didn't do for a very long time, I, didn't, I just didn't do it, was running. And I'm actually running now. I actually have been running because um, I actually found out that I really like to run. I, I run now every day for about 40 minutes, 45 minutes. But it took me oh some God. time to, to, to build up to that because, you mm-hmm. know, initially it was, I couldn't, you know, after running, you know, walking, it was really hard for me. It hurt a lot. Um, but now I'm, I'm I do everything. Yeah, I do everything. There are no no residuals. I thank you, and I'm so grateful. Like I'm so so grateful that there are no residuals. <laughs> I do this with absolute gratitude mm-hmm. and absolute humility. I I'm so grateful that there are no residuals. That's this truly is amazing for us. Erica. Yeah, that's Proves so wonderful. What you do is and can be. Yes. Yes. yes, exactly. Now, let me ask you another question, <clears throat> and this is about when people are trying to clear themselves or they're doing these rituals and, and trying to let go of things that are in their way, do you ever encounter people that have entities attached to them that need to be cut loose? Yes, yes. Um, unfortunately, yes. Um you know, it's always one of those situations that it's tricky. It's tricky because it's one of those things that uh, the person really has to be aware of them and be okay with it because a codependency relationship actually starts forming, especially if it had been there for a long time. And sometimes it's completely... Um, I don't know if it's unconscious. I think there's some level of consciousness about it. Um, but there's some, you know, it's it's having, you know, having the person become aware of it and being able to see it. And that is what I have found because I have found that, you know, it's, it's yeah, I could, you know, just extract it, boom, boom, leave. But what ends up happening, it's like you just like left a hole. Like it just like you just yank something out and there's a hole there, you know. Um, and yeah, nature doesn't a like traumatic. a vacuum, so it's going to be filled. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it could be a little, it could be a little traumatic for the person. Um, 
so what I what I've learned is is to gracefully have someone become aware of you know what's going on and and you know I start helping people like realize you know some people tell me um they, they, I said you know do you know why that's going on do you know because I I don't think this person this thing wants anything good for you. <laughs> you know, that's why you've been stuck yeah. in this situation and this is happening. And they start saying, you said, yes, 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 what do I do? And I let them know. It's like, okay, one of the things you have to do is you have to continue to raise your vibration. You have to make it impossible for that thing to not want to be you, be there. So once the, they start doing that, once I start seeing, because it takes an amount of discipline. It really does. Because um, I've done it, and I've done it when it's really gracefully and successfully successfully being that the person is like happy like there's no there's no side effects of depression there's no there's no trauma because I've seen it um when I've seen it from you know I've seen it where the person just has it and they're just like whoa what just happened what just happened you know because I I, really now do do you see these entities how do you know they're there Oh, a little bit of everything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a, a little bit of everything. Sometimes okay. I see it. Sometimes I feel it like, you know, when it when it starts like reaching out, kind of like, um, I can feel it like kind of attacking. I should say, like trying to like get me to, you know, just it just depends. Sometimes they're not nice, really not nice, and sometimes they're just they're just they're just um, absorbing the person's energy. You know they're not, and I can mm-hmm. see it just like like a parasite, and then that and that when it's something like they're not that that vicious, then it could be pretty graceful. It could be something that I could do with the egg vimpia, but ultimately I always have to ask the person, where are you at, because mm-hmm. the person has to really want the shift, and and be ready for it because it's still gonna leave a gap. It's still going to leave a little bit of a gap, and they have to be like, okay, yes, I want to change. This is what I'm willing mm-hmm. to do. This is what, cause, and, and I have them do mantras, very simple mantras, 13 words about what you love about yourself, and you have to say it repeatedly. I don't care if you feel like you, because people will tell me that they do that, and they feel like they need to, to, to puke, they need to purge after doing that. You know, after a few hours, they feel like they, they, they feel like they need Gosh, so it, it it creates space, but people may be uncomfortable with that space because they're not used to it. Did we lose Erica again? I think we <laughs> lost her again, sweetheart. Oh, not oh, again. Oh, how sad. Oh, no, she's so I wonderful to chat with. She's great, and she's such a wealth of information about all of these things that I certainly haven't heard of a lot of these. Oh, listen to the sounds like she's back. Okay, let's see. Let me bring her live again because it goes immediately to me. Okay. okay, you're back. Yeah. So um, this this creates a space for these people, but they may be, when you remove the entity, but they may be uncomfortable with the space because they've gotten used to having this entity around. Now, have you ever seen Correct. anything that was really scary or, or like came up from the depths of hell or something that was, was uh was shocking to you? 
Um, yeah, and that's when I'm just like, that's just not, I, I just asked Archangel Michael, Archangel Michael, step in, because this is not what I do. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll just be very honest, I don't do that. <laughs> yeah, so he has I don't to come do in that. and wave the sword. Yeah, I don't do, I don't do things like that. When people ask me, do, you, do I do exorcism, I said, no, I'm sorry, that's, I don't do things like that. Yeah. You know, there's, yeah, I just don't. I just don't. There's there's other people that do that, and I have seen it. And I just I just say, okay, Archangel Michael, thank you. You're taking over. I'm out of here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very good. That's a smart move. Gosh, I know. Some of those things can be pretty horrible. And people may not even know they're carrying them around and they're being influenced. So it's uh, it's good that you have such a great helper and Archangel Michael. That's, that's wonderful. So when you uh, – now – your family, how do they feel about the work that you're doing? They are they're generally supportive. You know, it, it it was it was a coming out of the closet kind of thing. You know, it was a it was a slow transition, a slow progress. Um and I just you know, now they they know and I think some of them feel a little awkward. <laughs> mm-hmm. Especially like the younger millennial <laughs> Because I have, I, you know, after, after my mom, it, everybody went, was like expected to go to school. My mom was the first one to go. After my grandmother, then my mom was the first one to go to school. And then everybody went to school. And everybody was expected to go, to be a professional. And, you know, this is what you do. So they kind of look at me and, and nobody says anything. <laughs> <laughs> at least not in front of me. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad to hear that they don't say anything in front of you. Well, I think it's it's a real uh, testament to your family, to your lineage, you know, that you are carrying forth this tradition. I mean, this is something that started great-great-grandmother, right? Yes, yes, yes. And it's so yes, it, very much it so. It takes courage to bring this to the world. It really does. And it's so critical because it is the missing piece you're not going to solve opioid addiction with other drugs and not and you're not going to solve it with just plain old counseling you have to address the spiritual issues as well and this is where you bring in erica the entire picture to your clients and and then i think you work with them very respectfully and you get them involved in their own rituals, so it's not you doing something to them, but it's them releasing themselves from whatever chains that they carried into your office. So that's pretty remarkable work. And, I mean, we can't thank you enough for writing this book and for being able to offer your services to people. This is very powerful stuff. It's certainly nothing to fool around with, but it is powerful. Thank you. Thank you as well. I'm so grateful to be doing this. I'm so honored and I'm so, so grateful to be doing this. It's been well, such it's a, so nice. a joy listening to you. Yeah, oh, thank and, you. And you have the, <laughs> you're welcome. And you have the ancient history of all of this, too, which I think is so so important because this didn't come out of the air. This has a long, long history behind it. Now, way back when, I'll ask you this one last question, uh, these people were able to practice this without fear of retribution, right? So it's uh, healers in the the time of the origination of the Catholic Church really kind of had to watch it. And what about the healers 
in Mesoamerican tradition, did they have to also be careful, or it was just such a part of the culture, it was accepted? Oh, I, no. <laughs> no, this was, this is something... Um, no, no, they, there was, there were, there were, they, they did horrible things, horrible, horrible things. The Spaniards did indigenous people throughout hundreds of years. I mean, genocide, oh, just terrible. horrible, horrible things. I mean, har- uh, Landa, who was one of the gentlemen who actually wrote um, one of the books that we have on the Yucatec mine, which is a great book because we have, a, has excellent ethno-historical records on there and information on there, but he was actually in Spain for the atrocities that he committed. I mean, he just wow. it, it killed, killed so many Ugh. people. Anyone that he thought that was practicing any of what they thought was worshiping the devil, um, executed, executed. I mean, just there was just oh, that, no. That they is were bad. Yeah. I was hoping that they escaped this this persecution that seems to follow people a principal and who have this healing ability, but I guess nobody's escaped it. That's really too bad. But thank goodness you don't have to face that, Erica, in this day and age, and you can bring your gifts to all of us. So please, again, give everybody your website and the name of your book. Yes. It's realizeyourbliss.com. My, the name of my book is Cleansing Rites of Curanderismo. Mm-hmm. Say that so beautifully. <laughs> yes, it, it sounds lovely when she oh. says it. <laughs> yeah, really, it sounds like poetry. Well, anyways, Erica, we can't thank you enough for coming on the show with us tonight. And for anybody who tuned in late, we will have an archived version of this. You can listen to it uh, at your convenience. This has been a great show. Next week, we're back to UFOs, everybody. So until then, we'll see you on the Blue Highway. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another radio adventure with Supernatural Girls. again, Erica. That was great fun. Thank you so much. It was delightful. It was a lot of fun. That is for sure. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Have a wonderful evening. And you too. too, And please keep in touch about your next book. We'll have you back. Yes, please. Please. Please, please, please. Look forward to it. We would love it. Okay, have a beautiful evening. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, (laughs) thanks. Good night. Okay, good night.